Hey everybody, you are listening to the We Are Rising podcast. This is your host, Andrew Benjamin, and I'm joined once again by a returning guest, fresh off his win at Ryzen 16. We have Jake, the Honey Bear, oop, no, not Honey Bear, Jake Starlord Hewn, uh, fresh off his win at Ryzen 16 over Rocky Martinez in a epic heavyweight fight. He won the fight by split decision. And Mr. Hewn, thank you very much again for taking your time out to talk to me. Absolutely, brother. Glad to be back. So let's talk about the fight. But but first, before we do that, we gotta talk about Star Lord. How that whole thing come about? <laughs> Man, I um, sorry, I can't believe it's been for a while, saying I kind of got a little Chris Pratt thing going on. <laughs> and those movies are phenomenal. So uh, my missus were kind of just sitting around trying to figure out what we were gonna do for the next walkout after Pop Gun. I. And, uh, you know, it's so funny. Uh, they mentioned on commentary the lookalikes to Chris Pratt, and I'll be honest, I I'm never gonna get that out of my head now. I'm gonna just see Chris Pratt every time, unless you like like shave your head off and you grow like a big bushy ass beard or something. But like I could see it. Like it's gonna be, it's gonna follow you for the rest of your life until then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Think about that. Think about that. Um, but yeah, so, um, oh no. We're good. Okay, good. Um, so just, yeah, talk about, so, did you memorize the entire Star Wars dance from the beginning of the movie? No, man, my, a girl made me watch it a few times, and she tried to get to, like, practice it in the living room, like, she was a dance mom, and that didn't go home too well. There's a few key moves you have to remember, you know, the kicking and the, <laughs> and they're pretty solid. The problem is, like, you can't get it all going all crazy. You're walking down a, a, a runway that has, that has sheer sides on it. <laughs> there's a couple of times, like, when I slipped out of the eye, you just stop it. Because you might go fall on accident fatigue before you even get into the game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so this is also I want to talk about. So I, I couldn't tell on camera. Maybe you could tell us since you were there live. How did the audience react to it? Because... It seemed like they were quiet when they came out. Like they were like not so sure how to react to it. But maybe you could tell us more since you're the one who actually was there. So they, they were, they were, they. I think I, they gathered what was going on. Uh, Japan just likes to put in a walkout. They probably think that one to be an asshole. Mm. But um, so that worked out. Uh, Sh- Shiko had told me that the day of the way, he said, "Hey, Guardians of the Galaxy didn't do very well in Japan." So they might, they might not know what's going on. But he's like, can you get your hands on like a box of a fruit or something like that? And I was like, yeah, I don't know. My girl actually managed to find a, uh, a little tiny rocket doll, but I was like, I can't walk out of this thing. It's like, not a plastic doll. Too much effort before the fight, you know? Mm-hmm. So it ended up really playing better on the interface than it did on Yeah, I was going to say, because, uh, yeah, was, I'm surprised to hear that it didn't do well in Japan, really. I'm, I'm just... It seems like this type of movie would go well everywhere, especially Asia. It's like that type of, you know, that's what... Yeah, and even if it's not, you know, he's that, you did, it, it is a, he is a recognizable character now, Star Wars. I don't know, maybe he came out the mask. 
um, the solid mats. I don't know if that would have been any different. Or yeah, it's like uh, a Groot or something like that, a rac or a rocket raccoon. Um, but let's let's talk, let's talk about this fight. One other thing I want to ask: you came out in wrestling tights, like long-legged wrestling tights. What was the strategy behind that? This must have been your first time. Is this your first time ever wrestle, uh, fighting one in, in long legged uh, leggings? Yeah, in the States, you're not allowed to wear them. You can't wear the in the States. And uh, same thing in China and the Korea and stuff. They don't let you wear them until uh, they, they try to stick more like the UFC rules. Mm -hmm. I think it's great. They give you, you a little bit of warm up before you're warming up. And, uh, <laughs> Did you find it easier also to move around? Were you more looser? Or was there any sort of just like any difference in your movement that you just felt like? I want to talk about uh, Rocky Martinez. He broke his, uh, I believe, his right hand in the first round, smashing your head. Did you at all feel that he that he broke his hand during uh, that first round? Yeah, I mean, uh, it, it was it was a my co-host put it best as it was like a classic heavyweight pride match between the two of you. Yeah. Um, yeah. Was this also uh, was this the heaviest you've ever weighed in for a fight for a fight of heavyweight? Yeah, I came in at 108. I didn't even math on that. It's it's it'd be around the heaviest for sure, or like right at it. Because when I was fighting in Because they also mentioned that Rocky was at his lowest in this fight. Yeah, that, we were, uh, he came in at 2-4, 114 kgs. I came in at 108, so we actually weren't, but then when you're picking kgs, that's still a fair amount of weight. Mm -hmm. We did so, living in Australia and picking kilograms for rising is just still messing with my brain. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So, uh, was, uh, coming in heavy, uh, heavy, that heavy, were you at all, was that some, a strategy on your part, or? Yeah, yeah definitely, because I mean, I, I thought Rocky didn't bigger than he was, A, and B, you know, we're fighting heavyweight in Japan, you know, there's a lot of opportunities to end fights like that, so I put a little bit of extra ass on my punches, a little bit of extra ass on my kicks, and just have a little bit more power. It ended up, um, I, I was a bit too big. I, uh, I felt it in my cardio a bit, just trying to, because I mean, we kept a pretty high output during the fight. You know, there's a pretty high pace for a heavyweight fight, and getting there towards the end, I'm moving all that weight around, I started, started to feel it. So I reckon, well, my next my next one, I won't be an heavyweight, but um, if I'm back, go back up to heavyweight, I'll, I'll fight a bit lighter. Uh, actually, just uh, also let you know, 108 kilograms is 238 pounds. Uh, okay. That's about, I think I've come into one fight at 240. And so, uh, so uh, I know this may sound like an odd question, but how hard are Rocky's punches? They look like they, they look like th they can break a wall. It didn't feel great, man. 
do cracks and like and he it really surprised me like he did provide a really good box but he moves really well for yeah. normally I can sit there and kind of swing but Roki would throw two shots and, and kind of move off of the pocket like a total boxer and I got nothing but respect for that dude he's a hell of a fighter I'm sure we'll end up running into each other again down the line <laughs> but I'll, you know, and I'll, my face is healed up by that <laughs> So when uh, so also the other th- unique thing about him as a heavyweight, he's a short heavyweight as well. So is that yeah. even is that harder going up against a guy who's about five ten as opposed to like someone who's around your height uh, or an inch or two shorter or taller? No, I I, I, was, I was allowed to be the taller guy in that fight. Definitely. Okay. Um, he was, if you really look at the record, he was the shortest guy in that I gotta ask you what you. This was the third, uh, the second time it happened during the well, third total. Um, uh, a tension cartwheel, not cartwheel, but like capoeira kick that you that you did. Um, what was the strategy behind that? Well, did, was that just something you thought thought of? I mean, it was so uh, it was uh, the the risk of that move. You know, it's a high risk. It's a high risk, high reward. Though, is that something that you, you definitely want to try to do in another fight as well, or is it? Is it something that you just have to practice? Like you just have to like practice like tension does, just to like. Is that? Do you want to practice it more so eventually it becomes just like almost second nature to you, and your opponents never expect it. Also, you you split open Rocky's eye. And I believe it was in the second round, and it looked like we were gonna almost have a repeat from his Krokop fight. Um, oh, that was, I was in the corner, and I thought when they stood in the neutral corner, I was kind of hoping that was gonna happen. I was tired. <laughs> was uh, so I mean, just like what do you? Um, I guess comparative, like, was there something that? Well, how did you split open his eye actually in the first place? Because I don't, I can't recall what was how you got it exactly. Yeah, and did that just become a target for you after you saw how how just you just split it right open?
Well, you finally got through uh, the throw your soccer right. kicks as well. How did that feel? Finally, <laughs> so great. Can't wait to do it again. <laughs> and those, and actually, you actually, you were uh, actually able. Uh, okay, but yeah, go back to those soccer kicks. Just uh, you, you threw a good number. You, you heard about? I think you threw about maybe three or four. Um, yeah, three or four. I think two of them slid through. Um, yeah, and then it uh, just kind of yeah, got but so just like how does it feel like because I, I know that's one of the things you've always talked about is that you want you like sock kicks you want to throw sock kicks and how did it feel to finally just do that now Speaking of uh, jujitsu in the second round, you tried for a heel hook. Um, and actually, I th- it looked like you could have ha- gotten it because you had the shoes on. And you know, you know, yeah. most people think that like, oh, it would be harder to have. No, it's actually easier if somebody has shoes on. What just happened with that? Was it was it just you just didn't have the proper grip, or? Yeah, I just well, I didn't have enough. I, hit, uh, I didn't have enough pinch. You know, I wasn't. I wasn't. Uh, I didn't have enough pinch on his leg. I wasn't quite grip right on his Achilles either. So it wasn't, I didn't have enough pinch, and he started to slide out, and I switched for an inverted, and mm. I should have just rode it up. Once I switched for the inverted, his knee got through my leg, and it was, it was over from there. But, you know, yeah. Yeah. I tried to shit. I tried to shit Exactly, exactly. And then in the third round, um, I know that it was kind of, there was kind of like a gentleman's agreement between you two that, like, you'd be there'd be no takedowns. Seems like he kind of got a little bit frustrated, you know. It was like, you know, maybe he's thinking that he's losing the fight. Just go for a takedown. Did you, were you at all like, ah, you motherfucker, you, 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 you rang on the agreements? No, I, you know what? I, and I said this in the interviews afterwards. I totally get it. Like we had that agreement, but at the end of the day, you want to win the fucking fight. Yeah. You know? And you know, I was sitting down. You know, he, I think he took me down, but the, the thing that was that I was up every day. Never want to be on bottom, but um. I saw a lot of people say, no, I But uh, at the end of the round, you did reverse. The, you did a reverse of like within the last few seconds. Do you think that also had an effect on the judging of the match? There's a reason I did it. Yeah. <laughs> I knew it was that. You know? um, yeah, I don't know. But you know, they're judging the fuck was all. I probably should have done that a good early. There was such short time left. But yeah, I think, you know, any, 
Anything you can do to leave a good taste in the judge's mouth is always good. Yeah, and also they judge by, I think, I think I've been told, like, 50% damage, and then the rest is on the Huffman as a whole. Um, actually, funnily enough, um, for, uh, formerly you trained at uh, AK Thailand. Uh, you probably trained with uh, Topnoy while he was there, right? Yeah, I don't know if you had a chance to see his fight, but he knocked out the teeth of his opponent. Um, yeah, top fight was right before mine, so I was trying to walk up and I watched it. And then like, we were in the same locker room and stuff. And that was, uh, that was wild. That's an interesting fight to try and score. Yeah. If you're, if you're scoring, I reckon top won that fight. But like outside of that, I just, I, I wouldn't want to be the judges on that fight. Mm -hmm. Also, not to mention that there was a lot of eye pokes and a whole bunch of other shenanigans that were going on during that match. I bring up that fight because uh, I know the there are arguments that Top Noy won that because if you're going to judge by damage, he knocked out his opponent's teeth out. And then in your case, you know, you're defending what your opponent is doing. And you're, he's get, Rocky's not getting any of those in despite him being on top uh, in, half guard, uh, in your half guard. Uh, but in the fight still went in your, went in your favor. Uh, I just want to know, like, what do you think? Do you, have you figured out? I mean, I shouldn't say figure out, but... Is there a science to the way? Like, there are people who have figured out the science to UFC, how the UFC fight uh, judges uh, score and Bellator. Um, they know what they're looking for, and I know that that, that camps like like Jackson, Winkle John, and others actually train their fighters to do to win that way. But can you train? Yeah. Can you can you train to win judges and win to to train for judges for rising or is it kind of just a crapshoot? Man, I'm saying with you, I'm never looking to train for the judges anyway. I don't want the goddamn fight to go that way. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I think in in Japan, in rising especially, it's uh, the fight is meant to be judges only. So it's hard to go and go into with that idea of scoring the rounds. You know, um, those camps you're talking about. You know, the Winkle Park, the um, even the ATTs, right? Get it in the back of your head where, hey, we're losing this round, or it's, it's an even round, we're going to go grab a takedown and last to secure the fight. Whereas, uh, in, in, in my understanding of the rising style scoring, you know, rising style scoring, if I'm going for a takedown, let's go ahead and land some more damage right now because we're trying to put the fight in the hole. Yeah. Now, maybe if I went a pop the entire time, that's different. But if you're just getting a takedown for the sake of a takedown, which you see a lot in the UFC. And actually, it's, fun, it's funny you bring up takedowns as well, because I don't know if you saw the Bellator 222 show, we, uh, Kyoji Horiguchi versus Darren Caldwell. Darren Caldwell was going for takedowns, but Virtue was doing nothing, yet still lost the fight. Which, I don't know, you know, three or four, maybe even five years ago, that would, it would probably be the opposite. Do you think that? Do you think that a lot of judges, you know, not even necessarily just in Ryzen, but seems like maybe even in the West, or maybe just kind of, are getting smart to people that are just pumping uh, people, so to speak. No, for real, bro. I think I think you're starting to see you're starting to see a change now from the days of the lay and play. You know, the days of John Fitch going out there and John Fitch's people, where he'll get a takedown and then not land a punch for the remainder of the round. You know, I think those days are done, man. It's um. I think you're getting more. You're getting more people that want to see the fights. You know, they're getting more technical. I don't think the West is ever going to get to where 
you know, you've got those quick stand-ups, like uh, the East kids. Mm. Uh, that being said, I not have quick stand-ups as they used to. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, I think, I think everybody's just getting a bit more educated. And to be fair, man, but what's the fucking, what, like, everybody's so good now in all aspects of the game, where if you take me down, good and I'm taking damage, and I'm letting the submissions off the ground, but what did your takedown really do unless you caused damage via the takedown? You know, it's, it's such, it's such a damn fluid game, man, I would never want to be a judge. Yeah. So actually, when they um when they were announced when uh, your fight ended with Rock Martinez, I actually thought they're gonna give it to him because based on that that takedown, he did get some air on you. He did get some air on you, and it looked like it did hurt. Um, but yeah, you know, it went to a split decision in your favor. Did you at all when you when they were when you were standing next to the referee and you know waiting for the decision? Did you think that you won the fight, or were you not sure? In the back, I was very surprised when they read his name. Mm-hmm. Just really based on, I don't know if it didn't show up well on the TV or what, but if you look at the, the status, the, the state of our two faces, and that, I mean, it, it was two very different scenes in, in the cage. Mm-hmm. Or in the same cage. Uh, yeah, I thought I had it. You know, you just look at the, the output, you know. But, oh, um, shit, man. You know, you know, the problem is you leave it up to the judges, you never know what's going to happen. You never know. I've had. I've had K1 fights in China where I've had a knockdown on the ground. Uh, I'm losing split decision to a guy that didn't do anything the entire time. You just don't know, man. You never know what's going to happen. Oh, exactly, exactly. Now, uh, I got to talk about uh, uh, something I really want to talk to you about, and that's your adventures in Japan. Was this your first time in Japan as as a tourist? You spent about a week, a few, week and a few days there? A couple days, yeah. Well, I was there... Uh, I stayed about four days after Tokyo when I was there in Saitama to arrive in Tokyo, but I didn't do anything. I just hung out and drank. I just, I just did this shit. Mm-hmm. So, uh, for... Um, this, is my, this was officially my first time getting out. So for, uh, first thing, um, we uh, it looked like on your Instagram a fan, a, a young fan recognized you in Osaka train station. Is that correct? Yeah, man. Trains, they definitely, I know they, uh, they recognize me. Um, I think I've been at a couple of 7 Elevens outside of Osaka, Kobe, it happens. It's, I mean, it's cool though, like, the fans up there are the best, man. They're, um, they're so much more like, respectful and knowledgeable, you know, the fans in, in, in the West that are just empty space. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, also, did you went to, I think, was it, uh, was it oh, Disneyland or theme park? I went to, uh, went to, uh, Universal. Universal. Oh, Universal, that's it. Okay. Um, Universal to Harry Potter World. <laughs> I was too big to get on the goddamn ride. Yes, I was going to ask about that. So apparently you are big in Japan, literally, because you, <laughs> you cannot... You uh, cannot... Well, what, what, like, what, what is the limit, for, like, I guess the size is the limit for their for their rides? It's got to be like something like 5, 10, something like that? It, it had nothing to do with like, my width or anything. Like, my legs were too big. Oh, ah, okay. A high thing, and uh, they for all the rides, but they uh, it was for a fair few of them. I couldn't fill them, so the old lady was not super happy about that. But, cool. but, but I, how was the traveling around with your uh, girlfriend uh, uh, in uh, in Japan? It's good, man. She comes she comes everywhere with me, man. She uh, she, she whenever I go to fight, she goes there, so she's really go mess around afterwards. 
Uh, I got asked also, Nara. What? Nara. Well, I went to Nara. I gotta tell you my my Nara story first, and I'll, I'll I want to hear about Nara for you. So, you you went to feed the deer and all that stuff, and so did I. You know, you went to the little that little like cracker stand or whatever. You got those crackers, and um, I'm trying now. You know that you can make the deers bow and stuff, right? Did did you know about that? Yeah. So I'm trying to get a bunch of deers. They see that I have the food. They come over, and I'm like trying to get in the bow, trying to get the bow. A male deer who's there with his huge ass antlers just smashes me in my rib because he don't give a shit. My rib is bruised. Like I later, I, I, I go when I, when I go back to my hotel, my, my, my hostel. I look at my chest, and my rib is just black and blue because of this one fucking male deer. Well, yeah, after he after he hit me, I just threw the things there because I'm like I don't get, I'm not gonna get killed over the crackers. Is there any 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 antagonistic or aggressive deers when you were there? Well, let me tell you what. I went to because it's, it's the ones that are right by the cracker stands. They're sons of bitches. Yes. If they know, oh, they're the big. I think I saw the deer. The guy, he was always big and he stuck. Yes. So I go here and I'm trying to hand them off. They start coming after me. They bite my girl in the in like in a shirt, going after her. I put my hands in my mouth. This deer, this deer, no bullshit, comes up and bites me clean from the dick. And then you gotta show them your hands that you don't have any more, because they'll still think that you have them. Get the... Um, but yeah, what do you think about? What do you just think about like that? There's a town where they just let all these deer just roam around, and like people are like, oh, nobody gives a shit. Like it's just like a thing there. Like here, if like if there was something like that here, like I don't know, like I don't know anywhere, like California, Texas, I don't know wherever wherever deer are, you'd be having people like just throwing like random shit to deer to like get them to eat. You'd be like, you'd be, you'd be people like throwing like chicken and like like beef at them. But people are so behaved there when they. Tons of de- just piles of dead deer bodies right right where Central Park uh, right where the streets are because people want to give a shit. Yeah. Exactly, exactly, and that's not going to happen over there because they, they take care of their shit and I appreciate that. Um, but at the same time, don't appreciate deer. Right, yeah. Also, I forgot that as well. Uh, one of those deer, not the same one, but a different one. I think this was a doe, a female deer. A uh, uh, ri- uh, took my took my headphones. Grabbed it by the string and like ripped and just like tore it apart. So yeah, I lost a I lost a pair of good headphones while I was there as well. Um, it is a 
trip though because I, I grew up in Alaska, right? So they kind of understand that wild animals are oh, wild animals. They will fuck you up. And you see all these like these like girls like trying to get these photos with these with these bucks with these good sized rats on them. And these bucks like I'm just, I'm, just, I'm just, like this, this thing is gonna fuck you up. Yeah, it's gonna happen at some. It's gonna get sick of this. And it's gonna fuck you up. That being said, it didn't happen. But I'm sitting there like kind of like just watching, kind of hoping and waiting, <laughs> but it never happened. Did, did, what happened to uh, so um, you, you said your girlfriend was also bitten by a deer as well? As soon as, as, soon as she got the cracker, she she made the mistake of like look getting out from under like the cracker stuff. Uh, she just got swarmed by like six of them. They started biting at her shirt. <laughs> so she did. So she handed the the biscuits off to me. <laughs> I walked up. And you know what the funny thing is? Those de- I'm pretty sure that there's steers smaller than you that didn't give a shit how big you were. They they were they just they were gonna go for that food and they didn't care that you're six foot two, two hundred thirty pounds. Yeah, no fear, no fear whatsoever. <laughs> um. Also, you went to Kyoto as well, right? Yeah, I spent uh, I spent the last half in Kyoto. Yeah, yeah. Spent a couple days out in Osaka and then decided we kind of done it and uh, got done in Kyoto. I got a friend who lives in Kyoto, so we went and saw him and his wife. And then, um, Kyoto's cool, man. We went and hung out in the Beyond, the, the old district there. Um, yeah, I enjoyed Kyoto. You, you, it's how you climbed the, uh, Fushimi Inari, the, uh, 10,000 step temple? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We went out It's all the tourist thing, man. It was right on my bummed up shins. My, sh- my shin was sore from kicking rocks. <laughs> we went around shit. Tell you what, though, man, like, that stuff is super cool. But it's one of those things, and I, I guess I got a quick bitching about it. It's the same thing anywhere in the world. You're just surrounded by other people while you're doing it. There's no, there's no, uh, there's no like you get to check the stuff, stuff out without having just hundreds of people everywhere. Well, my opinion of the uh, of the of the temple is as incredibly overrated. When you make, did you make it to the top, right? Yeah. And there's a little teeny sign that just says top of the mountain. And actually, yeah. the point when I went with my friend. We actually missed it because we went up and then we just started to notice that we were descending. We are sending like, did we miss the wrong? Did we, did we miss, did we miss those turn or something? And then we just went back up and we just, we got to what we felt was like maybe the highest point. We just see a teeny little sign there. It says top of the mountain in English and Japanese. I'm just like, that is the, that is the biggest crock of horse shit. Like that is, yeah. 10,000 stats and that's all you can have? Yeah. Yeah. No, that's that. And I, luckily, we didn't miss anything because we were caught in a herd of school children. So yeah. they all saw what was going on. We just went, we just went the way. It was cool, though, man. Like, the, the, the red things going on, we have that yeah. deal and stuff. But it's just, you know, I don't know. I, 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 I remember I traveled. I'm more concerned with beer. So. Speaking of uh, beer, what is your thoughts on Japanese beer? Do you have a favorite? Uh, acai, Sapporo, Kirin? Something else? I love, I love beer. I actually didn't see any Sapporo the entire time I was there. <laughs> what about so also ramen? How great is ramen there? Oh. Now, actually, I also 
I also just remembered as well, you had some sushi, uh, and I saw, th I think it was like 64 plates or closest, or like, it was cl almost bordering on 100. Okay, 84, that was it, yes. How good is sushi there? Isn't it, that is the best. It's Actually, uh, just wanted to, we got some questions as well from a fan uh, on Twitter. Uh, Karev fan uh, asks, uh, are the reports, now I can't, uh, you can confirm or deny or, 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 t or whatever you want, you want to do. I'll let you decide what you want to do. But uh, he asks, are reports of you versus Shemitov true? Okay, that's that's absolutely that, fine. That, that's the discussion we just had with Shingo. Okay, that's totally fine. That's totally fine. Uh, just to let everybody know, Shemit, uh, Vitaly Shemitov has said some things on his Twitter, which everybody can go to and make their own sessions. I'm just going to tell them that. Uh, but he also asked, what's next for the walking after Star Lord? Because if, if, let's just say if you know you were gonna fight someone from Russia or yeah. perhaps you know from from anywhere from that from the Eastern Bloc, you that, know what would be great. Just... Sorry, what? From that region. Yes, from that region. Uh, I, I take uh, just uh, something. Uh, it would be cool if you came out as Rocky. And yeah, late uh, yeah, Rocky uh, three, I think it is. I didn't ask you this before, but uh, I, I should ask you now. I was speaking of Star Lord. Uh, did you see the latest Avengers movie, Endgame? Yeah. What are your yeah. thoughts on it? Thumbs up, thumbs down? Gotta be careful of spoilers because people still get pissed off when you talk about spoilers for that movie. And I will say, you know, I think it was, you know, I think it was a good conclusion to this universe. I presume uh, there's still gonna be spin off movies, right? We do have the Spider Man movie coming out. Um, and I know there's a few other Marvel things that they're still working on, which. I guess are going to be taking place maybe after or maybe a little bit before. Yes. Well, the that well like that animated that Spider-Man anime movie um into the Spider-Verse is its own movie. Yeah. 
It's its own universe. So, like, that's, you know, that's one of a different Spider-Man. That's, I think it was My- Miles Morales. So it's not in yeah. the MCU. Uh, that's totally different. Yeah. But, like, this Spider-Man with, um, forget whatever, whatever the heck his name was. It's like, that's all MCU Spider-Man. None of the Tobey Maguire's or the... Um, I believe... They are, but the thing is that like Logan is not part of uh, of the Marvel MCU because it is yeah. is part of uh, Fox. I think Fox uh, Motion Pictures made it. So there, so, Sony, Sony. Some, there's some. It's all Yeah, and this Dark Phoenix. I think this Dark Phoenix movie might be the last movie, last X Men related movie that's not part of the MCU universe. I believe, from what I've heard. Yeah, yeah, um, but actually, it's maybe a good thing because I heard the dark, the dark Phoenix movie was not good. <laughs> you heard it was what? Sorry. What was crap? Oh yeah, yeah. No, I heard it was absolute dog shit, and I'm so, that's coming from people who who loved all those X Men movies, including uh, whatever the, the whatever the awful one was, like uh, the third one, I think it was maybe or something. I don't know. Um, but besides, um. Uh, what do you have anything else non-rising coming up by any chance? Any other fights uh, that are being that you're in talks with, or I don't know. Yeah, and the only things that are in talks are back in Japan, and that's the only place I want to be. I've had not gonna put it out there, but I've had a couple of fights on some things that uh, Eisen is still promoting with. If you can read between the lines on that, but nothing, uh, nothing that I was interested in. Well, do you do you have any interest in? Uh, I know you've. I feel like you've changed camps like a, mil- a million times. Uh, uh, but like, are you sticking with uh, your camp in Australia? Um, or do you have any interest in maybe even going like doing a camp in uh, Japan or Australia? You're just that's what you're saying. Uh, I mean, I, I'm in Australia right now, man. I got a you know, me and my girl, we got a uh, a year from each question I, I'm curious to know have you ever thought about getting into pro wrestling because I think you could be a great pro wrestler Let's see, uh, I'm, right now, probably the most successful MMA fighter to pro wrestler is probably Tom Law right now. And I can tell you, someone who's seen his 
he doesn't he doesn't do like a lot of falling on his back. He's doing like the submission stuff. So he's totally like keeping his body healthy and all that stuff. You know, and I'll say this: I think you got the, like the personality for 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 pro wrestling. You could definitely that's something you should definitely look into. Yeah, no, it's, it's always been something I thought I could get at. Of doing, yeah, if you if you did something with New Japan Pro Wrestling or even All Japan or Noah, heck, you could you could that's where your, your MMA training could be right there as well, along with your pro wrestling training. But yeah, you know, heck, you know, if yeah, if you were yeah, and in fact, actually, I was gonna say Japanese Pro Wrestling would probably be right up your alley. It, it definitely would be. You could definitely be be the big the big uh, foreigner uh, American guy coming in there. That stuff. Yeah. Try to. I don't know. Like. I don't know who you could talk to. I don't know who you could talk to about that. But that's something like definitely like. If you like, yeah. you ever just wake up one day and want to do it? Yeah. You know. Definitely, you should definitely try it out. Yeah. Oh yeah, I'm with it. Um, but that's uh basically all the questions I have. Um, is there anything? Is there? Do you want to plug? Uh, you have any sponsors? Do you want to plug your social media and all that stuff where uh, people can reach you and all that stuff? Let me plug my lack of sponsors, guys. I'm going back to Japan. I can't tell you when, but I can tell you it's happening. Um, I would love to get some, love to get, get some sponsors again, man. Uh, anybody's looking to do anything for the Japanese market, all right. I'm a great publicity company, especially Acai. Get at me. I always drink your beer on television. Oh, where can people reach you if they want, if they, uh, for sponsorship opportunities? What's the best way to reach you? Uh, sponsorship or for anything, man. Um, and, uh, Hunter MMA is my, uh, my Instagram. That's probably the easiest way to do it. And then at JQM is my Twitter. Get love me on there. Nobody trusts me anymore. Nobody trusts Mark Zuckerberg. Get away from that crap. As we're sitting here doing an interview on his platform. <laughs> 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 oh, that's so funny. That's too funny. Yeah. Uh, um, actually, you know what? You might have to start getting, if you, uh, I don't know if you have it, but, uh, if, uh, with all this, uh, stuff you're doing in Japan, you might have to get a line at this point. Just get a line yeah, and just I, use that. We uh, might have to start communicating that way, because if you get rid of Facebook, line might be the only way. Uh, but, uh, Jake Hune, Jake the Honey Bear Hune, defeated Rocky Martinez at Rise of 16, split decision. You can see the replay on Fight TV, along with all the other awesome fights that happened on that day. And, uh, Jake, once again, I appreciate your time. Um, I don't know what's happening in the future. I'm, I have my fingers crossed. I'll just say that. Um, but hopefully we'll once again see you in Ryzen, uh, whether that be uh, Ryzen 17, 18, 19, New Year's Eve, whenever that will be. So, uh, yeah, we're definitely looking forward to you kicking more ass in Ryzen. Cheers, brother. Thanks for having me again. No problem, no problem.